Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle. And we've got a good one coming up for you today because the Atlanta Braves are a first place team for the first time this season. They beat the Oakland A's last night in Oakland and are now tied with the New York Mets atop the National League East. It is such a great feeling. The team's been in first place all season long. They got a close race now, but they've still been on top all season. So now I know what it feels like for your favorite team to be back on top of their division. How are you doing today? I'm good. I mean, both New York teams are collapsing. I, I would argue the Yankees are worse. I think the Braves are just playing really good baseball and, and have caught up in really a Mets collapse because, I mean, the Mets still have won 85 games. Like, they played well. I mean, they they – Played, I think they took what two or three from the Dodgers two weeks ago, like just this past yeah. weekend. So, so it's not like the Mets have not played well. It's the Braves have played better. The Yankees have taken a 15 game lead and cut it to four and a half and stabilized a little bit, you know. But I would argue the Yankees are collapsing while the Mets are just, you know, happen to have a race with it. Really, maybe the best team in baseball, the way they're playing right now in Atlanta. And Atlanta, I think, has this confidence of, of like last season where. You know, if we just keep plugging away, we're going to be a good baseball team and we're going to keep winning games. And and that's what they're doing. And now that that's what gets them to to this point in the season where they're tied for a first. And I think two of the three best teams in baseball, you could argue, are in one division and the Mets and the Braves. Yeah, it, it, it's not so much a Mets collapse at this point as it is the Braves are just playing really well. Like you said, um, the Mets are they're, they're still winning just a, at a slower rate than they have been. And the Braves have really picked it up and they're playing really good baseball. They're winning a lot of games. And so they have finally to be fair. The Mets have up. lost three straight. That's why they caught up. But they're five and five in their last 10 compared to seven and three. So it's not like, yeah, it's like they've played awful. Not a huge, huge difference. Uh, the Braves did win a series against the Mets not too long ago but then like you said the Mets ended up winning a series against the Dodgers so they had a really good uh three game stretch there so the Mets are still a very good team and I think it's going to be a tight race the rest of the season as we continue on I don't think that uh you know I don't see either team pulling away too much I don't think either team wins this division by any more than two or three games I think it's a really close race it's going to stay that way throughout the rest of the season um but I'm really excited to see the way that it continues to go the Braves playing a series against the A's now in Oakland. They took game one last night. Meanwhile, the Mets are playing a series at Pittsburgh, and they ended up losing last night, and that's what allowed the Braves to tie them for first place in the division. So I was surprised that the Mets lost to Pittsburgh. I was thinking, you know, it's not a great matchup for, for the Mets to have when the Braves are trying to move up into first place. But it worked out last night. The Pirates ended up winning that game, so we'll see. What happens tonight and the rest of the week if the Pirates can have a good series or if that was just a fluke and the Braves and Mets stay tied 
going forward. It's, it's going to be a really interesting race, a really fun one to watch. Um, we've been looking at the division races all season long, but I think that, you know, now September 7th, just a couple weeks left in the season. I think the way things are shaping up, the NL East is the division race to watch. We got some good wild card races to watch, but I think that all eyes are going to be on the NL East and which team comes out as the division winner there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the AL East is somewhat of a race. It's four and a half. Like, we'll see if the Yankees can – I think it's more of can the Yankees finally get their group back of what they look like earlier this season compared to, like, will Tampa catch them? Um, we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, the NL East is clearly the most heated, you know, race closest race that we'll have this season i mean i guess the al central is right there with three teams with only three game you know three game difference but i would argue those three teams are pro might even lose in the wild card to tampa or new york like they could lose that so whoever loses that so um i agree with you that it's the most interesting i think in terms of competitiveness i think the central probably takes the bait because it's three teams and I think you, you think about it Cleveland's look pretty good Minnesota's had its moments and then the White Sox I still think are a disappointment this season and I expected more out of them so it, it'd be interesting to see how that shaped out but I'm more intrigued at least down the stretch by who would win between the Braves and the Mets in the NL East and it, it's a really important race too, you know, for a playoff position, because I saw the bracket the other day, if the season ended today and we went with the playoffs uh, based on the standings, whoever loses the NL East division is probably going to be the top wildcard team. So they'll play the best of three wildcard series, and then they have to play against the Dodgers in the NLDS. So if you win the division, you avoid playing the Dodgers that early think the the winner of the division will actually get a buy in the wild card round so the winner of the division will go straight to the NLDS so it's really really important for playoff position uh, well, which team if they wins finish with a better record than the Cardinals yeah the Cardinals yeah. are theoretically only five games back of them yeah so it's possible that the Cardinals could uh overtake them but the, the way things are right now the division winner in the NL East will be the second seed in the National League and get a buy to the NLDS so yeah, really important to win the division this year and be one of the top two teams in the league. So that is going to be the uh, the race that I'll have my eyes on, obviously, because I am a Braves fan, but it's just an exciting one to watch throughout the rest of the season. The AL Central, like you mentioned, the uh, three teams there all vying for that division. And I don't know that any of them are going to get a wild card spot because they're all six, seven and a half games back in the wild cards. So they pretty much have to win that division if they want to make the playoffs. Yeah. For if you could take the top four teams in the NL East with, or the AL East with their record, they'd all be in first place in the NL central AL central <laughs> just to put in respect yeah. to that division. Yeah. Cause Cleveland sits at 70 and 64. Well, so I guess it's a whole game because two wins it's two wins. The O's are at 72 and 64. Yeah. So that division has not been the best this year. There, there have been some years where that's a really good division. 
not so much this year. Uh, another fun race to watch as we get closer to the end of the season. 26 games left in the season for the Seattle Mariners. They're one and a half games up in the AL wildcard race. Do they make the playoffs this year and end their postseason drought? Yeah, I think they do. Um, the O's are three and a half games back uh, of Toronto for that last wild card spot. Unfortunately, if they win tonight, as we record on Wednesday, they'll split with the Blue Jays and make it two and a half. Um, but they'll need they'll need some wins, you know that that would be interesting to see. But yeah, I think they do it. I really do. I really hope they do. They have not been to the playoffs for so long. I think it was two thousand one was their last playoff appearance they came so close last year last year was a year that you know a lot of people really believed they could make it they made a push a strong push towards the end of the season I think they were even in wild card position at one point but they ended up losing it so they came so close to making it last season but they just came up short I hope they make it this year I think they do you know they're only one and a half games up right now and it's a tough wild card race but I think they make it this year I think they uh, I think they get it done. Uh, so the division races are one thing that we're keeping an eye on as we get towards the end of the season. But the other thing is a bunch of stat races that we have told you about a couple weeks ago on the podcast. Coming up in the American League, we have Aaron Judge at 54 home runs right now. Obviously, everyone is hoping to see him get 61 or 62, break that Roger Maris record, which is currently the American League record. And depending on whether or not you are where you stand, on uh, baseball history that could be considered the all-time single season record. We also have Albert Pujols going for 700 career home runs. He's at 695 right now, so only five away from making history as the fourth player to hit 700 career home runs. And in the National League, we have Paul Goldschmidt going for a triple crown. He currently leads in batting average and RBIs, and he's only two home runs behind Kyle Schwarber in uh, in the home run category. He's got 34. Schwarber has 36. So a lot of fun races to watch in the stats category, Trey. And I'm sure the one that you're most excited about is Aaron Judge. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you look at it with Judge, it it's kind of incredible at what he's doing right now. It's just it's so fun to see, you know, him chase that record of 60 home runs. Um, I think he's gonna get there. I mean, he's only he's only six away with a, a month left. I mean, I mean and and the pace he's putting up, it, it's kind of incredible at what he's doing. I think he gets past Maris. I think this leads into an interesting debate, though. Like, it feels like both MVP races are locked up, but the AL one shouldn't be because of how well Otani's playing. But I think it's and also Trout's playing well. He just did his thirtieth home run the other night. Um, but it just shows how bad the Angels are because Otani's having another historic season when he's you know a top five hitter and a top twenty pitcher, and that's. Me stretching, stretching the length here. You could argue he's a top five pitcher, top five hitter, and he is so valuable to the Angels because they actually the only times they win is when he pitches. But you know, Aaron Judge is the best player on one of the best teams, but on the Yankees, and is probably truly the face of the sport at this point. And it it just seems so locked up. Yet Otani's should have have a say in this. I would say this year. I got to go with Judge also because the Yankees are a first place team, even though they've they've struggled recently. 
but because they are a first place team, they've been one of the best teams in the league this year. And because of this season, the offensive season that Judge is having, yeah, Shohei Otani is having a fantastic season. I mean, he has a better war, actually. Fun fact, Judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, they're both having fantastic seasons. Shohei Otani is doing the the unique, historic stuff that we've never seen before. You know, the the Babe Ruth like stuff. If we can even compare him to Babe Ruth anymore, I think he's he's gone. You know, I'm not better than Babe Ruth. Like like. That's long to say, yeah, but I meant yeah. like as a I mean, two-way player, he's better. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what I was going for. You know, like he he's got, I don't know, j- just yeah, he is better. Than I got Babe the breakdown Ruth. for you because Jeff Passan tweeted this today, um, as we record or last night, September. P- player A is hitting two eighty three, three fifty one, five seventy two. That's his splits: thirty three home runs, seventy four RBIs. Player B, his splits are two seventy. 361, 538, 32 home runs, and 85 RBIs. That's uh, player A is Mookie Betts. Player B is Shohei Otani. Let's move to player C, player D. 147.1 innings pitched, a 27.1 K to walk ratio, 2.20 ERA, 2.64 FIP. And then we have a 136 innings pitch, a 27% K to ball ratio, a 2.58 ERA, and a 2.5. FIP. That's Shane Clanahan and Shohei Otani, the pitcher. So that's a top five player on hitting. And then that's a, a top 10 pitcher in Shane Clanahan. So that yeah. just shows how incredible he is. Yeah, really a fantastic season from Shohei Otani. Again, you know, last year was like. It's going to be great when he's a Yankee in two years. <laughs> <laughs> or the postseason, he could get traded. I think, I he know could. we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but he was rumored to get traded at the deadline. I think yeah. that's going to be the story of the offseason. It's going to be these two guys and what team they end up on. I don't see Otani getting traded over the offseason, but you're right. The judge the judge story is going to be the the top one to watch over the offseason. But the rumors are already there. He's, he, you know, yeah. he's a free agent in two years, and I don't think the Angels are going to pay him, especially with this ownership change that's about to happen. Yeah, I just don't know why they would get rid of it. I don't know. They have two of the best players in baseball, two of the best players in the history of baseball, and they're not doing anything. Only in with baseball, them. this happens. Like, figure this it out. Like, this is like LeBron and Michael Jordan playing on the same basketball team, and they're the worst team in the ba- in baseball in basketball. I feel like we've had this discussion so many times too, because it's just it's it's amazing so, how bad they are with those two guys. I really thought this was going to be the year. They they started off so great this year. And just have a massive collapse. Not even halfway through the season. It was like probably shouldn't have fired Joe Madden, but a third of the way through the thing. season. Yeah, I I don't know, but that AL MVP race that's going to be a. Uh, I think it's over. Be a fun. I one. mean, it's it's. I think also you look at it. I think there was no player in baseball that had more pressure on themselves than Aaron Judge. Yeah, the fact that he's doing it in a contract year also is really impressive. Given the contract year, given the fact that it's the New York Yankees, and I th- I think at the end of the day. If you went to any random hundred people, I think Aaron Judge is the most popular player in baseball. Just because at this point, he is the best player on the most iconic franchise. He's the face of the New York Yankees. And he's, yeah. he is quickly, and I think if he stayed healthy, he, was, he had these moments where, all right, this guy's going to take the place of the face of baseball. I think mean, he's finally taking that place. And... 
it's true. Like, I would argue there were many seasons where Derek Jeter wasn't the best player in baseball, but yeah, as long as he played, he was the face of baseball because he was the man on the best on the Yankees. And and that's n- what a majority of the history of baseball. If you're the you know you're the face of baseball, if you're the best player on the Yankees, it's it's just how baseball has worked. You, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Yogi Berra. Roger Maris, I mean, yeah, Joe right. DiMaggio, Reggie Jackson, Don Mattingly, Jeter, A Rod, now Judge. Judge. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the line. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I I think that he is. I I think he's. There's a reason the, it's the one of the most valuable franchises in the world. Yeah. Yeah, so that's definitely um I, I agree with you. I think he's gonna win it. I do think that Otani definitely deserves consideration and it's just it's uh, two fantastic seasons. One of them is doing something that we've never seen done before. One of them is doing something that it's been twenty years since we've had an offensive season like the one the judge is having, and he's gonna get absolutely paid in the offseason. I, I can't wait to see the kind of rumors that we see. Where do you think he ends up? Where do you think he ends up? I have to think he ends up back with the Yankees. I mean, I I, I, I don't think, see I think him there's leaving. no way. I think he'll stay in New York no matter what. It'll pain me if he goes to the Mets. Like, I might cry for, like, two days if he goes to the Mets. Because Judge is... I, I love Aaron Judge. Like, just because he was a homegrown player, and I remember when he first joined the Yankees and he struggled, and then his true rookie year, he breaks the home run record for a rookie, and he, he's been the leader of this team, and this team before August just felt so organic and how they were built and the moves they made this offseason it looked like it was good and you know Connor Falefa has looked awful this last stretch and is now maybe the worst shortstop in baseball but that the Yankees did didn't make any moves for shortstop because they have this great prospect to shortstop and they finally call him up and now they're not playing him I could go on rant but <laughs> it, it's just this last month has been hard <laughs> to watch the New York Yankees and also yeah. shout to Major League Baseball which I'm um, we we texted about this is you know and I think this is a really good move by them. For the next six months, they're offering MLB TV free to students, to college students, and I think that's a really smart way to get that eighteen to forty nine, the younger fans back into the game, and that includes fall ball, uh, Dominican Dominican play, um, a couple other things. So shout out to Major League Baseball for for doing that. Yeah, that is a really cool move on their. Wish part. they did that when I was a student. <laughs> Me too. You think I Me could too. use? I still have my tech email. Do you think we could? Uh, we could use it. You could try. I'm sure you could try. I feel like I got a discount uh, when we were students. I got some kind of discount. It was later in the season. You could watch like the second half of the season at a way discounted price. But yeah, giving it to them for free—that's pretty cool. You want to talk a little bit about uh, World Baseball Classic? Uh, Edwin Diaz officially announced for Puerto Rico. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen a lot of uh, a lot of the international players announcing that they're going to be participating this year. Ian Kisner is going to be the manager of uh, Israel, and interesting, Marcus Stroman, who actually played for Team USA. So this is, I guess, different than soccer. Played for Team USA when they won the World Baseball Classic. He's actually representing Puerto Rico this time, so that's interesting to see. Yeah, uh, I feel like we've seen some other big the names. Hall of Famer Mike Piazza is going to manage uh, Team Italy. Carlos Correa has been announced for Puerto Rico. Um, Trey Turner announced for Team USA. 
Same with uh, Will Smith. So uh, this is uh, this is shaping up.